0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie Kay, presented by TAP14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. I do want to get into the combine and and focus in on uh, well, Kyler Murray in particular, because uh, an interesting story kind of dominated the headlines yesterday that came from NFL uh, network analyst uh, Charlie Casserly. Now, Charlie Casserly, if you don't know, a former GM in the league, has been an analyst for a long, long time, a very well-respected name. This is a guy who's not going to just throw out junk. This is somebody who really knows the NFL and, and is really well-versed. He was told, okay, so this is not something he is organically making up, but he is told by some individuals that um, essentially this was the worst report he has ever heard in regards to the Oklahoma quarterback, Kyler Murray, okay? He says, these were the worst comments I ever got on a top-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this thing a long time. Uh, Charlie Casterly, of course, an analyst who's seen a lot. He has seen from... Uh, in regards to good quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks. He's drafted uh, bad quarterbacks as well, too. Um, This is a guy who was a personnel executive for the Redskins-Houston Texans. He says, quote, leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. The board work, below, not good, end quote, in regards to Kyler Murray. And, look, you can – here's the thing. Charlie Casterly talks to a lot of people, okay, and it, I have no doubts that these are comments coming from important people in organizations somewhere and or scouts who are now going to be feeding this info to NFL teams, which only then kind of fuels this idea of Kyler Murray being this boom bus risk, because if Kyler Murray becomes this this the absolute bona fide stud, uh, there are going to be, I think, a lot of teams potentially regretting this, or maybe there won't be because Arizona takes him number one. But there is a lot of risk here, uh, and and this before the actual tweet or actually the report coming out from Charlie Casserly, I think that was well known. And of course, on my Twitter account at Ronnie K Radio, we got a ton of tweets in regards to this, and more importantly, I want to focus on one in Tio Dizzle. Uh, who said uh, previously on my podcast, on the Broncos Blitz podcast, uh, if Rosen was in this year's draft, you'd take him over Murray, and he thinks that's utterly ridiculous. Uh, It doesn't have to be one or the other. I just don't see a star out of Rosen. I see a game-changing player in Kyler Murray. Um, He also then goes on to say, I don't see it with Rosen. May even be a starter somewhere. Murray is something different. I saw it with Baker, and I see it with Kyle. This kid is dynamite. Okay, So the first thing's first. I would take Josh Rosen... uh, If he was in the draft right now, yes, I would take Josh Rosen over Kyler Murray. Absolutely. I want a more conventional quarterback than somebody who is a risk. Um, And maybe more importantly than anything, I want to see somebody who can execute an offense, a pro offense at the highest level as far as college goes in a power five and know that potentially he could do that. We haven't seen that from Kyler Murray. So now you're going to put him in a certain situation, whether that be um, changing the offensive scheme around him or, um, you know, developing a certain offense that fits his style. And I I don't know if I want that. I've always felt that you should always find players who fit your scheme and what you want to do and then move from there. Okay, there are very few exceptions to that. Okay, and I think one of them that maybe most particularly comes to mind easily is the one who was here locally in Peyton Manning. That's because it's Peyton Manning, okay? That's a Hall of Famer. That's a, that's a bona fide first star, okay? When Gary Kubiak's offense didn't work with Gary, with Peyton Manning early in, I think it was, what, uh, 2013, you change your offense, okay, because it's Peyton Manning. And you change your offense because then he throws 55 touchdowns. That's why you do it. Um, but I, I I think there's this, and I don't understand this. I don't understand why we can't, why do we have to pick one or the other? I actually think both players have very good potential in The NFL. I think Josh Rosen is going to be a player, and I think in the right situation, I think Kyler Murray is going to be a player as well too. I am so over this this whole height thing. I I don't understand why height is a big deal. Here's what I want you to do: if you are somebody who is five ten, okay, and you are standing next to somebody who is five eleven or six foot, okay. If you're five ten, stand up straight and then stand on your tippy toes, okay, and that is the difference between five ten and six foot. Okay, does that that real difference between standing on your tippy toes and not on the balls of your feet, does that really make a difference? When it comes to the NFL playing, when it comes to as as fast as the game is with these massive offensive linemen and pass rushers and it doesn't make a difference. Players, quarterbacks are throwing to spots nowadays. This is this is not going to be a problem uh, for Kyler Murray, and we've already seen short quarterbacks do it. So it's so like, why is this a thing okay? I'm more worried about this in the idea that Kyler Murray becomes more of a runner than a thrower. I am. It is very well documented. That I do not like running quarterbacks. Okay. And it's always hard to decipher this difference because many people think, oh, well, if he takes off and runs with the ball, he's a runner. Okay. That's not the case. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is not a runner. Okay. He is a run to throw or essentially what I like to call a scrambler. Okay. Russell Wilson is a scrambler. Ben Roethlisberger is a scrambler. Okay. You know who was a runner? Michael Vick was a runner. Okay, Michael Vick was a pure running quarterback who always wanted to use his legs to beat the opponent. Okay, Baker Mayfield is a scrambler. He is not a runner. Okay, Johnny Manziel was a runner. Johnny loved to run around. Now, there was a little bit of both and, and kind of that playmaking idea, um, but he was more of a runner than anything. Tim Tebow, a runner because Tebow couldn't complete any passes. Pat White, runner. Vince Young, runner. Robert Griffin III, runner. Are you seeing a theme here? Are you seeing a theme between who is a running quarterback, who is a throwing quarterback, or a scrambling quarterback? The runners don't make it in the NFL. They just don't. And I don't think it's... And I don't think we A lot of people like to easy just sugarcoat this. Oh, well, they're just going to get injured. I think it has more to do with play-making decisions than anything. Because when you're a runner, there are several times when I think you, you get a little you start to trust your legs a little bit more than you should. When in reality, you should always, always just trust your arm. Well, what happens is there are several times where A split decision, and again, it's very difficult because football is such a fast game, you have this opportunity to either run or throw, and really you should be throwing when the opportunity comes. The player actually runs, and then that starts to open you up for potential injury that passes away or or that puts a pass on potential bigger plays that they could have made, whether it's maybe a a wheel route that's breaking open or maybe a wide receiver that's coming across that they just didn't see because they weren't even looking to throw they were looking to run and uh, i think it's very well documented that it took okay and and here's my thing and again i will stand by this until proven otherwise okay the running quarterback does not work in the nfl all right it does not work in the nfl okay at least it doesn't work consistently and we haven't seen it it took the most gifted player the most gi- physically gifted player in arguably nfl history In Michael Vick to get to one NFC championship in the entirety of his career. Now, I understand there were personal things that got in the way. Okay. I don't want to go down that road. There were personal issues and problems that happened that kept Michael Vick from playing in his biggest prime years. But you get the point in the idea that the history sides that runners don't work in the NFL. Now I will say this, and I have always preferenced it with this, is the idea that this NFL is changing, okay? We are not in the 1980, 1990s NFL anymore where it's just three step, five step, seven step drop and throw the ball. We are now in this moving NFL, where the NFL is gearing more towards the college ball. And and I always believe you are what you eat, okay? So if you eat a lot of junk food, you're going to get a lot of weight. If you eat a lot of healthy food, you will probably be slim. It's pretty simple. You are what you eat. If you eat a lot of vitamins, you're probably going to be big and strong. If you eat a lot of fat, not so much. The NFL is becoming what they eat. And that's college ball, okay? So when college ball caters to only the spread, the air raid offense, this spread them out and and put the quarterback in the shotgun every single time. Porous offensive lines. This is what the NFL is becoming. And and it's it's becoming that with an injection and help of rule changes, obviously it's harder to become a defender now when when it comes to actually making a tackle or making a sack. I mean, who knows what a sack is nowadays? I mean, you you can't land on him. You can't touch him above the shoulder. Um, you can't hit him on the shoulder too hard. Um, you can't throw him down. You can't go at his legs. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you, you're supposed to roll up a bed for him and make it for him? It's like, I just don't. But that's a whole other route that I don't want to go down. The point being is that the NFL is becoming what it's eating, and that is college ball. And so I think now more than ever, a quarterback like Kyler Murray could be a. Legit playmaker and threat because the NFL is guaranteed. I don't think we're fully there, but we are getting close. I think we're getting close to the realm and the idea of a Johnny Manziel, a Kyler Murray, a Robert Griffin type playmaker can be a consistent winner in the NFL because it's 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 geared more towards that, too. It's it's running around. It's making plays. It's it's executing both with the legs and the arm. But until proven otherwise, I just won't believe it. I just don't see it, okay? That's not to say Kyler Murray won't make an NFL career out of it. I think he very well could. I just would rather have Josh Rosen, particularly at the price tag. It's a third-round pick. Do it. Give it away. I don't care. Take a second round pick for me. I want Josh Rosen and I want to set up my franchise potentially for the next 10 years. I don't even understand it. I, I don't understand why this call wasn't made yesterday. Uh, do it. Let them have Kyler Murray and move forward from there. But appreciate your tweets. Appreciate your comments. And of course, you can text the show as well to 831 1340. That's the hotline. That's the text line. Of course, you can follow me at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. I, I Look, Charlie Casserly's report, I think it's certainly going to affect some teams. I think it's really going to. I think there are going to be a lot of people who maybe do a little bit of extra research on Kyler Murray. But in the end, if a team falls in love with the guy, the team's going to fall in love with the guy. Okay. I just remember, and I bring up the Washington situation a lot, tread lightly on quarterbacks that are running quarterbacks that you fall in love with. Because if it's the shiny thing that's right in front of you, Sometimes it's the gem that's behind it that's actually doing the shine. Kirk Cousins over Robert Griffin III.